Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News, brought to you by Clinton the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben, and always I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire, hey. and Pete. Hello. And this is our weekly sideshow where we talk about anything weird or gruesome or particularly strange you found in the world in the weird of world this week. Weird world this week. Yeah, it's it's called weird news, let's do it. Let's start with some vigilante justice in Great Britain. Ah. Clearly. Headline from the Daily Star. Sex offender bled to death on derelict industrial estate with his genitals cut off. Ooh. Yeah, that's someone getting the revenge, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Convicted sex offender Reginald Allen Roach, 63, was found by a dog walker on the disused Bryn Kegging industrial estate in Bangor with his genitalia cut off and died from his wounds. In Wales. In all my years of walking a dog, I've never found a dead body. I wonder one day if I will. Let's hope not. I think it's a rite of passage amongst dog walkers. Okay. Reginald Allen Roach was found unresponsive and died after sustaining wounds to his private parts and inquest heard today. The 63-year-old was discovered by a dog walker on the industrial estate in Bangor on Sunday. Dr Brian Rogers carried out a post-mortem examination on deceased who lived at Tyne Newid, Bail hostel on, on a Welsh road in Bangor. Oh, so he was in one of those sex offender hostels then? Yeah. When they get released from prison or they don't go to prison, they get made, they're basically like kept under observation, aren't they? Yes, yeah. Without kind of any actual observation, really. I used to deliver to a house in, just around the corner from here. Mm. Yeah, I don't know whether it still is, but. He only exposed himself at a travel lodge. <laughs> Is that what he did? Yeah. For the tenth time. And in 2020, destroyed a popper memorial the day after Remembrance Sunday. Hardly, you know, worth getting your bollocks. I think um, harsh, isn't it? he'd um, also failed to. Uh, char- he faced a charge of failure to comply with notification requirements in relation to the sex offenders register. Yeah, for exposing himself at a travel lodge. Well, I think that clearly, Mike, it may well have been a... Uh, it may have been pissed, bit of a, you know, bit of a spiral. Maybe that was... Uh, well, that's just maybe that, that's the only thing he was ever... Yeah, that's what he was saying. Earlier in with. August, yeah, he yeah. admitted exposing himself at a travel lodge. Well, there must have been something else going on for him to have his nuts cut off. So is it vigilante justice or one of the dudes from the hostel was just taking a dislike and done it as some weird sexual abuse? Well, he could have done it to himself. Could have done it to himself. himself. I'm thinking at this point we've got some kind of sexual sadist murderer. It sounds to me like he was due that day to sign on the register mm. and he didn't want to live with the shame of it. So he cut his nuts he off. He cut his nuts off. Ooh, Ooh that's that's rough. Rough. See, I went vigilante justice straight away. Well, I can't, I that's can't. what I thought, but surely not just for exposing himself at a travel lodge. They've got a bit... to expose himself to. If someone exposed themselves to you at a travel lodge, are you going to... Hunt him down and cut his balls off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he I am. exposed himself to my daughter. And that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. That could be the. To be fair, I think I'd probably, I'd probably rip them off from my bare hands without. I wouldn't need a knife. Your teeth. <laughs> Not my teeth, Michael. No. After giving him a you might want to use your teeth. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll call you up in that circumstance. <laughs> Can I phone a friend? I've got nothing <laughs> else for you to bite. <laughs> oh, goody, you know what? <laughs> oh, That's my collection, dear. sorry. Is that why his nickname is Nasher? <laughs> <laughs> or he could have done it to himself. Mm. I'm thinking it's probably that. 
It's I don't know. It's a weird way, to, weird way to commit suicide, cutting your penis off. Symbolic, isn't it? I've seen him doing that. Can you? Not yeah. even in a state of despair. Symbolic, isn't it? It's like a, I don't deserve these. And then he's blending you know, oh, I think you're looking He's a sex offender now, isn't he? Everybody knows that he's a sex offender. He's living in the sex offender's Yeah, hospital. so everyone knows that he's a sex offender. Yeah, and he so can't some, live with the show. So some young fucking group of you well, know that he's a fucking sex offender. He goes somewhere quiet, don't you? And they have disused industrial estate. No exactly. one, no one's there. You they've can... took him there. Possible, it is possible. And they've cut his nads off. Probably Who knows? not. Probably not thinking he's going to die. Oh, I cut my nads off over the toilet. Save making a mess. <laughs> if they were going to kill him, they'd have stabbed him up properly. Yeah, they didn't think he was going to die from it. They've cut his nads off and left him somewhere. They've dumped him out in a fucking disused area. Thinking someone will find him before he bleeds to death, and well, yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's well, what it's. We'll have to keep an eye on it for any future updates. Well, it's an interesting one, though. Yeah, I thought I thought some kind of rogue Batman. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on. Oculus creator makes virtual reality headset that intentionally kills people. What? Nerve gear can explode its wearer's brain. That's exactly what I want to do, really. Okay. So I'm not buying that then, am I? I, w- I wanted an Oculus, but I, I might yeah, not get I one now. <laughs> if the guy's, like, openly admitting he's, he's made it so it blows people's brains up. Palmer Lucky, the creator of Oculus, has created a virtual reality headset that intentionally kills people. Named Nevergear, the system aims to closely tie people's virtual life to their real one by bringing them both to an end at the same time. So if you die in virtual reality, it's going to explode your brain. You die in card. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what it means, is it? Yeah, you die in the game. Yeah. You die in real life. It's like the ultimate game. So is this like for people that are addicted to like those gay games like Second Life and things like that? I guess you could argue that people would use it for that. I bet you're going to turn to an immediate seedier side where people are playing COD for fucking real. I don't think this is going to be a joke. Surely they can't sell this because it says that once they detect that they've died in virtuality, three explosive modules explode, instantly destroying the brain of the user. Oh, no. They're never going to sell it. He says he's made it. Ah. Uh-huh. He said the system is still unfinished. He aims to make it impossible to remove or destroy the head so that people will be stuck inside virtual reality. What? Oh my God. Maniac. <laughs> mm. And because of the limitations of design and the danger that it could fail and kill people at the wrong time, he has still yet to try it out himself. <laughs> yeah, you try it first, Yeah, you mate. first, mate. I kind of think this is just a load of bullshit. You mm. know this fake news you hear of? It's the Independent. It's, it's a reputable British newspaper. He says, well, the technology at the moment is well, just a piece of office art. It is intended to be thought-provoking about game design. I can't see Dragon's Den going for it. <laughs> 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 Tempramida going, beg your pardon, it's just going to kill you. I'll have like, 30% of your company straight away. We'll go to a seedy side where it's literally cod for, for real stakes. So you could like make a virtual army. No, you get all the. No, <laughs> yeah. you get a little crew of people. You get a little arena. You'd have teams of four. You'd have like warlords, wouldn't you? And they, they'd be like 
recruiting people to their, their gang and you'd have gang warfare within virtual reality. Yeah. Well, I was just you'd thinking, be a Highlander. I was thinking it? you could bring war. Yeah, the heads off. Yeah, only one, only one remains. So war could be a whole new thing, couldn't it? Mm. War could be a whole new thing. Both opposing sides, they all wear these headgears, these Oculus headgears. That just seems pointless when you could just use drones and no one has to die on your side. Meanwhile, people are calling up, going, "My boyfriend's head's exploded! Yeah. <laughs> I've got another one!" <laughs> imagine the, the wrong one. Imagine the stress it had placed on the coroners. Well, it'd be oh, the new cod's coming out. Oh uh, shit, we're going to be, be busy. Busy time of year, on. boys. Busy time of year. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> you don't want to be a noob, do you? On the fucking. Oh god, no. <laughs> you, you want to have some practice. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd dear. be dead after, yeah. what, after, a load after of one go on, on Call of Duty no. the other day. I'd be, I'd be welded. Not a chance. He did say at the minute it's a piece of office art that he's made. But, but why is office he made? Art? It's, it's, it's like a concept piece of art. Yeah, he wants he's, us to get us to think about and he's like, Come on, this the consequences the- in the virtual world. But at the same time, the fact that he's made this and chances are Someone's going to think, man, this would be really good for an illegal high-stakes betting game. Yeah. This will replace dogfighting. This will replace that, what, they, what they do in... Love, Death and Robots. You remember no. that? You, oh, you, haven't, you guys haven't seen the that. The Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter, Russian Roulette. That's it, yeah. Did he mow? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what it was called, Reese's wasn't it? Mike again. That's what it was called. That's what they were saying in the, in the film. They were saying that. Moving just. swiftly on... <laughs> <laughs> they were saying that but the moment there he materialises that, that Sean Connery version of Bond undercover in Japan just start doing your bit quickly Claire where, where he just had the bald haircut book teeth he tipped his eyes back you materialised really just like start that. doing your bit Claire <laughs> and then my seagull best bud betrayed me trashed my flat bit my nose and knocked my tooth out <laughs> hold on hold on can we can we repeat that my seagull best buddy yeah, yeah. betrayed me so a woman has been betrayed by her best friend, which happens to be a seagull. Aww. Aww. A boisterous bird, Bernie, even took a bite out of her nose. Fucking hell. Wasn't much of a best friend, really, then, no. was he? No. I think you just used her for... I think you just used her for Chips. <laughs> the bird threw a rager for one on October 29th. Uh, a rager? What's that? Well, going mental, isn't it? Like a party. Not a big party then. It's yeah, a rager. Like a, rager. a rager's like where you a party that evolves into trashing the place. <laughs> he invited loads of his seagull rates around and they all like sat in there going, ah, ah, No, it's just ah, it was just Bernie. Right, right. So Bernie just got trashed. He's got shit faced and trashed the place. Mine, I'm guessing. Mine? Well, he did it at Haley's flat in Worthy in West Sussex. She became aware aware that all was not well when she heard a crash coming from her balcony and proceeded to record the ordeal. Hayley said he started to regurgitate crabs all over the 41-year-old's apartment after he allegedly got a smell of the potato wedges she had cooked up the night before. How could she tell? Oh, my God, that that seagull sniffing those potato wedges. <laughs> Why the fuck has she got a pet seagull? Yeah. Why has nobody addressed that elephant in the room? Because <laughs> she's a very lonely woman, clearly. But a it's seagull! It's probably just 
Yeah, maybe nobody's it, ever had a pet seagull. Maybe it had a broken a, wing or something and she nursed it back to health. Maybe, we don't know the background, I guess. She, could, she just lured it in with chips. She threw it out the window. In a bid to end the carnage, Hayley tried to pick uh, Bernie up, but misjudged attempt to take a selfie. <laughs> what? A misjudged attempt to take a selfie saw the self-proclaimed crazy animal feeder to get a nip of her nose. Oh, she's known as the crazy animal feeder. But, so, geez, this bird has trashed her flat, vomited up crabs, she then tries to pick it up for some reason to take a selfie... Not to throw it out the fucking window. And he bites her nose. I mean, how... Oh, crazy animal feed. Crazy's right. Why is she trying to take a selfie with this raging bird? Because she's really going to put it on Facebook for likes because she's an incredibly lonely woman, which is tragic. Oh, look at her. Well, she threw him out the window and on the way out, it cracked one of her veneers. (laughs) My holy God. What has this world come to? Don't get me wrong, it's hilarious, but <laughs> it's hilarious, but slightly tragic. Why is she kidnapping seagulls for fuck's sake? Well, she, it's not yeah. just it's not just seagulls though, mate. It's, it could be anything. She's a crazy animal feeder. Mm. She's probably feeding all the cats, or the foxes, or the so rats. I wonder how many foxes Her flat she's could got. be just infested with animals. Could be like Ace Ventura when he does the the corn <laughs> in his flat, and all the animals come flooding out. <laughs> Oh, things are back on track between the mates, though. Oh, well, that's something. He reportedly came back to the window five seconds later. Aww. Stockholm syndrome, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they've made up now and they're friends again, are they? Yeah. Ends on a happy note. scroll down to that picture again. What? Who's taking the picture of her throwing the bird out the window? I don't know. Oh, and, and down the bottom she says... It was during the COVID years and everyone was indoors. He became a sort of like new best friend. Aww. I don't know why she sounds like an old lady, but she's quite young, isn't she? Well, relatively young. So she's a, basically one of those animals that people, like comfort animals, what they're called. She needs a, she needs a, a companion animal, doesn't she? Yeah. An anxiety dog, or mm. whatever they call it. So she just can't be any animal, can't she? What they call it? Yeah, what do they call it? Take them on planes, don't they? Yeah. Shit. Maybe she did lure it in with chips. Maybe. Trying to think of the name of what they call it now. When you have a, you can take your pet with you on the flight and say it's a assistance. Assistance. Yeah. Service dog. Service. No, no. A service seagull. It's not the word, is it? No. Shit. I forget. Oh, right. Um, Com- comfort animal. Comfort, yeah, I can't remember what it is. Let us know, listener, because I can't, it's going to have to top my head. I've seen a few people when I've been quite jealous. So I'm like, oh, I wish I could take Max at the supermarket. Mm. Anyway, I took him at the council offices two weeks ago and he pissed up the fridge. Uh, just just wear a high-vis jacket and just say you're special. You'll be all right. Wear an high-vis jacket all the time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I always say I'm special. It gets me out of doing shit. Well, there you go, <laughs> KFC apologises for crystal nut chicken and cheese promotion. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, what? Crystal nut was the night when the um, Nazi party basically said, hey, all them Jews in your neighbourhood, we're moving them out and taking their shit and burning their businesses down. Whose promotion idea was this? But yeah, someone who doesn't know what crystal nut is and just thought, hey, that's a German celebration. <laughs> Sounds German to me and didn't do any research into what it was. The firm messaged German customers suggest they commemorate the Nazi atrocity by eating its food. 
<laughs> yeah, KFC has apologised for a push notification sent out via its app inviting German customers to celebrate the anniversary of the Nazi crystal nut <laughs> pogromming Jews by ordering fried chicken and cheese. Oh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? It sent the message to its customers on Wednesday on the 84th anniversary of the Night of Broken Glass, which is what crystal nut means. Mm. Yeah in which Nazis-led gangs in the torching, vandalising and ransacking of Jewish shops, businesses and synagogues across Germany. The event is seen as the beginning of the Nazis' systematic attempt to annihilate Europe's Jewish population. KFC reached out to its customers with the message, Commemorate Kristallnacht! Treat yourself to more soft cheese and crispy chicken! Now at KFC, KF Cheese! What the fuck? Do you think it was one of the people that like made the app a really sick joke? Yeah, but this was done in Germany, yeah? This was one of yeah. Germans' fucking KFCs. Mm. Is KFC Germany, yeah, I guess. You know yeah. what I mean? How the fuck did... Yeah. That's just... Oh, my God. I'll tell you, I reckon I know what this is. Well, they've got a really lazy it. app writer has scheduled the app to send out certain <laughs> dates in the German calendar... And to give them a push notification and a promotion, and for some reason, probably the anniversary of Christian is listed on his phone's calendar or something, which it's synced to, and it sent out the anniversary update. They blamed it on a fault in their system. They speculated the message was computer generated, so an AI it's, did it. It's Nazi, Nazi, Google, Nazi, Nazi food. Oh my god, Nazi food apps. Nazi yeah. chickens. That is hilarious. With a text to promote its cheesy chicken being automatically connected to current anniversaries and events to sim- stimulate sales. Ah, uh, so what I said then. But, yeah. <laughs> On the lazy app writer. Yeah, it was yeah. a computer program that did it. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh. It's fucked up, isn't it? That's a, that's a rare thing, though. A German mistake. It is. It it is an American company. Something. Mm. <laughs> American company. Yeah. But still... A, a mistake by the Germans. It's true. But well, apart from the Nazism. Af- after the Second World War. <laughs> and you'd argue the first one. Yeah. They've had to be squeaky clean since. After the Second World War. They have, Claire. You're absolutely but right. In they Japan. Have been, they have been pretty squeaky. Apart from the war crimes in Afghanistan. Yeah, that's what we're all in on that. Okay. No, 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 the Germans well, yeah. like literally got, did get done for that. some of their guys driving around with human skulls at the front of their bonnets. Whoa. No, so they'd stick a skull as a, as a like, you know, over the front of their Humvee's uh, bonnet. And they were apparently uh, people they killed, and it was like, yeah, can't be doing that. <laughs> so they, they did get um, slightly penalised. <laughs> It's like, you can take the Germans out of the war crimes, you can't take the war crimes out of the Germans. Fuck. <laughs> oh, sorry, German listeners, shit. <laughs> We've got, got a few. Well, you can look it up, it's true. We, we, ha- we had a few. I've had a few. You have now. Moving on. Anyway, yeah. I'm just saying the truth, it was the truth, it happened. I'll just say, the German KFC may have fucked this up, but the Japanese KFC, they've literally cornered the Christmas meal market. Oh, yeah. Because they basically convince Japanese that everybody eats chicken on Christmas Day. Oh. They don't eat turkey, don't they? Mm. So they sell buckets of chicken at Christmas and you know, everyone sits down and have KFC on Christmas Day in yeah, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a Christian country, so they, they sort Fuck of ate the, the West, yeah. No wonder they make so much money, because I fucking ate KFC. 
It's all right. Oh, I like, I like it. They also have weddings in KFC. That's quite, mm. like a very, very popular wedding venue in Japan. Can you get married by the colonel, do you think? I don't well, blood dresses the colonel. Can you marry the colonel? Not unless you reanimate his corpse. And I was going to say, trotting around Japan. It would be difficult, but knowing the Japanese, it wouldn't be out, that, of, out of the question. I bet it's an animatronic fucking yeah, colonel. Yeah, fighting the way. Yeah. There'll be some kind of hologram of him, like, come up, like, but he'll talk with a funny accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Bloke caught with wad of fake 20 pound notes just to find his son sentenced. You should explain that for this. 20 pounds. Obviously, we spell, pound, speak. we spell pounds. The notes do mean 20 pound. They do. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'll show you. That's fantastic. Twenty pound. Twenty pound, man. <laughs> <laughs> Illiterate Geordie. Oh. Police in Newcastle were baffled after the search of a man unearthed a seemingly massive wad of cash in his sock, totalling eight hundred and twenty pounds. However, upon closer inspection, officers noticed the notes had a distinctly Newcastle flavour, with the notes reading twenty pound. <laughs> Other than the strange writing, the notes appeared at first glance like official tender and had images of economist Adam Smith and pin factory workers showing. William Hickson, who was being searched at a Newcastle police station over an unrelated incident, had his cash confiscated and examined by an expert for the Bank of England, who unsurprisingly found the dodgy notes to be counterfeit. Why did you even have to get someone in from the Bank of England? It literally says 20 pounds and 20 pounds. Is he... <laughs> this, the, the, the poons is spelled P double O D S N D S N D S yeah P double O there's the big thing there's a U in pounds <laughs> just want to get someone to check out you know the rest of the notes well, you all have the same yeah. serial number as well oh. uh. Hickson was sentenced to 23 months imprisonment <laughs> Recorder Jason Pitter KC told Hickson you were arrested and in your possession was £820 cash. All of that money was counterfeit. There were 41 notes in total. That is a very serious offence, which for obvious reasons crosses the custody threshold. The existence of counterfeit money undermines the economic system. Bank is like yeah. undermining the economic system. Our politicians undermine the economic system. Everyone undermines the economic system. The bankers crashed the economy with a reckless and illegal. What they were, yeah, what they were doing. Banding. And they get nothing. And he gets 41 dodgy notes and gets nearly two years. I found him in a bush. I was like, hey! I just realised, mate, I thought it said 20 pound and I thought, hey, that sounds a bit right. <laughs> That's Scottish though, Pete. That's not Johnny. Ah, why I like? Ah, sorry. Sorry, like, why I? With his 20 pound? Why I? Can they never just say why I? It is amazing though, isn't it? Poons, I mean, for uh, fuck's yeah, sake. It's hilarious. It's, I'm, I'm but like, when was the last time you looked at a £20 note uh, and inspected it? Went, not. Oh, that says £20. I didn't even know Adam Smith was on it. To be honest, who's that? The, the Economist. Well, he's not doing a very good job. Sort of, basically, the father of capitalism. Boom. Oh well. No, Charles will be on the new new ones from now on, won't oh, he? Shoot, well, next mm. from next year. Oh, I haven't got. That. Yeah, from next year. I keep on imagining like a spitting image type Charles on it. Oh, he's a very pretty man, isn't he? Oh, Pete's always in some twenties. Speaking of the rustling. 
Yeah, I'm just pulling out my wad. He's pulled out his wad <laughs> and, his, and his money. That, is that the same guy on this note? Because that's the old notes in it, this is the new notes. Oh, I have no idea. I, I couldn't have an old 20 pen in the hand for ages. I used some more electronic now, virtually. No, it's a side on view. Yeah, you're looking at a man with a big nose. Yeah, that's not the same dude, is it? No. No. Oh, well. Alright, last one, Pete, you're up. Right. A man who lived in Charles de Gaulle Airport for 18 years dies there. That's a shitter. Oh. You know who he is, don't you? He yeah. was just in the terminal. Yeah. Is that film, Tom Pete? Hanks. No, I've not. Oh, I've it's not a good film. It. Isn't it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. That's a better ending than this real life, unfortunately, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> stuck in clearly. a terminal because he his country sort of goes to war with another one, and they won't let him out. They're like, oh, you're not, you know, legally it, able to go anywhere. Because your country doesn't exist. You, yeah, <laughs> so his passport was invalid. How fucking ridiculous! So he wasn't allowed out the front door. Right. Okay. So, Iranian man who lived. For 18 years in Paris's Charles of Gaulle airport and inspired the 2004 film Terminal, died on Saturday in the airport, officials said. Mehran Karimi Nasiri died after a heart attack at the airport terminal 2F around midday, according to an official with the Paris Airport Authority. Police and the medical team treated him but were not able to save him, the official said. So Karimi, who claimed to be British, but is believed to have been born in 1945 in the Iranian province of Khuzestan, lived in the he lived in the airport's terminal one from 1988 until 2006. First in legal limbo. There you go, because right. he lacked residency papers and later by choice has a bit of both. How weird. Yeah, can you imagine living in an airport for 18 years? My God, I don't want to spend 18 minutes in a fucking airport. He did live in a hotel for a bit, near the airport. So after spending some time in a hospital for an operation, that a hotel near the airport paid for it with the money he'd received from film rights, uh-huh. and then a shelter from ho- for homeless people, he had returned to living in the airport again, in recent weeks, the official said. Yeah. So for 18 he, years he was living in the airport. Yeah. Can you imagine but, that? But since 2006. <laughs> 18 years, Ben. The fucking airport. Oh, I always sleep. I know. Every fucking, every fucking 10 minutes an announcement. <laughs> boom, and out across the tunnel. So the past 16 years. He was even driven insane. And he slept 10 minutes at a time before he was woken up. So he's not he's not lived there for sixteen years, but obviously he's gone back there to die. I'm yeah. assuming, because why else has he gone back there the past few weeks? He knew he was going to croak it or something. Sounds it, yeah. Yeah, maybe open he could finally. Why didn't he just walk out of the? If he just walked out of there, right, and tried to get a job, they'd have arrested him and probably deported him. How did he live? How did he, what, what did he live on? How did he survive? No, because they said, didn't they? I don't know, in the film, they said, after a while, they were like, just go, man. Just just get lost in the system. Just go. Yeah. We'll, we'll turn a blind eye. But he thinks it's a trick, doesn't he? Yeah, he thinks it's a trick. <laughs> and he doesn't doesn't go, and he stays there for ages. But wouldn't you think that eventually, after 18 years, oh, fuck this. Eventually, they must have said, look, you can be a citizen, and he, he, maybe he is, but... That he still decided to live in the hotel, I get in the airport. He's been. Do you think there. he's just become institutionalised? Yeah. 
He can sleep through the food and guitar now. He can live with the con- he can sleep on a hard metal airport bench. Every day though you're gonna eat airport food or did he actually live in the airport? Yeah. Was yeah, it not like an airport hotel or no, something? No, he lived like in the that? airport, he yeah, brushed his teeth and everything and washed himself in the sinks. Yeah. Oh, he must have stunk. He just slept on the, uh, you know, where everyone sits. In the on the benches. Area, yeah. And in the film, he used to go and take your trolley back for you. Yeah. And people were like, get the oh, scent, yeah, get, the, yeah, get the, the few cents out yeah. of it. And then he could buy himself a burger every, mm. every X amount of trolleys. It's a good film, if you get a chance to watch it. I don't know, it's got Tom Hanks in it. I don't like Tom Hanks. Not anymore, no. Oh, no. You fall into the Tom Hanks rabbit hole? Well, for the alleged paedophilia and things like that, I'm just not sure whether I like him anymore. I'm not sure. A lot of stuff there made this very easy as food. I went down that rabbit hole a little bit myself. It was the whole, it was the whole getting it's, arrested uh, in Australia when he apparently had COVID and that, but actually he was arrested. No, it's... And then he's had citizenship to Greece, which also... Because he's done loads of charity yeah, work Yeah, but it also so happens Greek. that Greece is one country that it's okay to be a paedophile. It's actually... It's not a, okay to be a paedophile in Greece. A, that's, it's it's classed as an illness no, like um, it's alcoholism. not. That's, that's an internet that's lie. Is that's, it? That lie, that's yeah. a QAnon is lie, yeah. Is it yeah, a lie? It yeah. is a lie, okay, yeah. Fair enough, but... There's a lot of stuff there. I, I've been down that rabbit hole. I looked at it for an episode because I wanted to destroy everyone's childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of how I always felt about yeah. that. Well, I've always uh, loved Tom And Hanks, it but... turns out that virtually none of those accusations can be backed up or are even true. So he was never on Weinstein. No, it's, it's pure... Hey... He could have been on Epstein's Island, allegedly, maybe, I don't know. But as far as the evidence points out, none of the allegations made against him are true and it is pure QAnon bullshit. It's because he's a Democrat. Why would they come out with that? Because he's a Democrat and everyone who doesn't support Trump according to Q is a paedophile, basically. Not everybody on Epstein's Island is <coughs> doing like the no, doing the nasty because no, he's got to keep up a this. certain front. Hasn't I said he? this last time there. we mentioned Epstein's mm. Island. Like not everyone that went there would have had any idea. Mm. It'd have only been a select few that would have actually been on the inner circle kind of thing. Well, the, that's it. Isn't it? The more you go there, the he gradually kind of grooms you into yeah, it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, not into, let's not get into that now. No, so, um, no. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Sitting on that bombshell. This has been weird news. I've been Ben. Don't invent a headset that can a VR headset that can kill you. <laughs> and then don't go into seedy Taiwanese, Vietnamese underground cod chambers where you're all in VR and it's one shot, one kill. And before you know it, you're shouting, you're screaming at someone as you kill them in VR, bayonet them in the chest, and they get shot in the back. Okay. And then your head explodes. Very specific. Yeah. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. I've been Claire. Thanks for listening. And don't take in stray seagulls. I've been Pete. R.I.P. Do do lived in the, uh, the airport for a long mm. time. But I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't would advise it, but. <laughs>